Welcome to another edition of the Game Recognized Game podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEV, that's RLJ, and we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution. Where evolution is revolution. We back one more again, brother Jay. Yo, 2023 is ain't wasting no damn time, is it? Bro, it's yo, it's 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 like late, well, mid to late January already, bruh. It is. It is. It is. And, um, you know, there's a lot happening, bro. Like, um, rest in peace to Grandma Holler. She was a social Man, media. Man, that joke broke my heart. Family but I mean, favorite. you know. And I was off social media, so ancestors. I had to, people were telling me about it, like, later in the day. And I, I felt, I felt some type of way. I felt like, you know, like my great auntie, like yeah. great auntie Holler. She gone, bro. Like, I can see that. Um, I can see that. Yeah, it's. Her videos funny as hell though, yeah, man. But I think I think they were funny because we could relate. We like we knew somebody in our family who was somebody like in that. our family was off the hook like yeah, that. Yeah, and, just, and so it wasn't far fetched. It was like sp- oh, spoke first and and thought about it later, or didn't think about yeah. it at all. Yeah, or someone was like, "Yo, I live to be X, Y, and Z. I'm not apologizing for nothing." And you shouldn't. Yeah, and so I get it, man. I get it when old when, when older older people. Like say what's on their mind. I kind of appreciate it a little more. Yeah. Now. Cause I I do feel like, yo, we don't shit, man. Well, at least when it comes to black men, we don't get a chance to really grow old like that, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? To grow old and and I, that, let me not say old, but we don't have to we don't have the the platform or the perceived the perceived pathway to legit grow grow older or mature or to have like life experiences man mm. like yeah shit man I'm I'm still trying to get over Biggie Smalls and Tupac yeah. the young, the young, the youngins trying to get over Nipsey Hussle yeah and Gangsta Boo goddamn like Gangsta Boo died like yo re- really yeah that was that was tough to hear um Gangsta Boo dog it's it's a lot, bro. It's and someone was like, "Well, here go 23. Yeah, <laughs> and I started true. laughing. I was like, you, "A year's going to be a year." But I think, in addition to that, bro, my heart is going out to the individuals who um, the tech industry has been brutal. Oh yeah, man. And well, Amazon e- laid off eighteen thousand. Microsoft laid off a couple thousand. Yeah. Um, and there were, I mean, there were just. N- the other day, there was like three or four companies that I was seeing on uh, LinkedIn that um, were doing workforce reductions. Even even Capital One, bro, let go of their whole entire Agile team. And so it, it's my heart goes out to anybody that's impacted by the this torrential terrain that we are experiencing right now, especially within the tech industry. Um, Is it? Is it like a level setting? Because I'm 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 still kind of stuck in the life vision and book we read with yeah. Bourbon and books. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm not really trying to get into a space to play the victim. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I kind of like when things happen like in abundance all at once. I really do look at it as something that's like higher power. 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, I don't think it's a coincidence that the tech industry after like years of kind of booming pro productivity is now kind of leveling out and laying off people. Right. Well, cause I just remember at times where I didn't have a gig and I was driving for Amazon, like in, you know, 20, 2015, 2016 or whatever. Yeah. And, and, and people kind of got, I was like, Oh, I could drive for Amazon. Then when Amazon got the trucks and the benefits and all that stuff. And then it's like, Oh shit. Now you laid off. I, re- I, re- I read something and it said similar to what you're saying in terms of like level setting or balancing tech companies hired too many people was paying them too much money. And they started to feel that impact. That's fair. And one person gave an example. He said, this job, I can't remember the title. He said at uh, Meta, Facebook, um, $438,000. Hmm? Half a million a year. I'm going to go round that up, brother. Jay. Okay. Round. So That's a said, half a million a year. This same job, and he listed the other company. He said comes in at one thirty eight. I hope he I hope he got in on the ground level and was able to milk that bad boy for a little bit. So if he did get the Facebook role, he said the issue is that these individuals who have been laid off from these tech giants are going to be going to the next company expecting a duplicate. The, The half a million. Yeah. When really the job really equates to right? The smaller company. And so he was like, that was, that's the, that's the problem. They were hiring too many people. They were hiring them too fast in abundance in over and like over abundance really. And they was paying them way too much. And now when things need to be balanced out, the only way you can balance it out is if you just get rid of them. Damn. And zero and zero it out. Yeah. He said, but what happens when now you have a need to bring all these people back or all these positions back because you see that, no, this was vital to the business. It was essential. Yeah. What are you, no pun intended. What are you going to do now? Like, yeah, this job is now coming in at 190, 170, 150. Like, are you going to be able to but get your, the talent? Your expenses is at 500,000. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, there's a whole lot of things. And he said that the universe is out of balance. And he says he's seeing this as a way of like universe getting things back in balance. And he said, whenever that happens, he said, well, think about it. He said, well, think about a seesaw when you was at a kid, when it was out of balance, somebody got hurt. Somebody nuts was, yeah. was gone. If you was, if you was, if you was a male on the seesaw, the seesaw experience was never good for me, brother Jay, because <laughs> Either you get dropped off, like somebody, like you up in the air and then somebody get off and you crash down yeah. or you trying to get on it. And then next thing you know, somebody get on too fast and they crack you in the nuts. I hate it. I never liked the seesaw ever, <laughs> ever. It was never, it never ended well for me, man. Drama. I, I don't think, I don't think I probably, I probably should have way more babies than what I had, <laughs> what I got now. I only got one. And you know, I don't know if some others out there, but I don't think they are. But I'm pretty sure they would let me know if they was out there. We're gonna delete this from the evidence. But what I was saying was, but but, but my point is, the seesaw, 
the seesaw, yo, that shit would kill your childbearing productivity if you was a dude, man. I'm just saying. And that ties into my point, meaning when things were out of balance, someone <laughs> got hurt. Yeah. So in order to get things back in balance, right, there's going to be some casualties. So you you saying like to get things back in balance, like you got to get kicked in your nuts. That's not what, what I'm saying? saying. But when things are out of balance, sometimes there is pain when things yeah. are readjusted. Well, right? ain't no pain like getting kicked in your nuts, brother Jay. I'm, I'm, I, I don't. Well, let I me, get. Let, what, me, let me say. I this. get women talking about childbearing and I, all so that. So that's stuff. what I was gonna say. I, I don't be say, trying to. I don't be trying to debate with him, brother Jay. I, I don't try to debate with him. There's I just no pain know, that I have experienced yeah. like that of I, being. I tell you one thing: they've never, they've never got their nuts kicked in <laughs> or their nuts grabbed inappropriately or some I'm, shit I'm, like that. It, it hurts. Not continuing that conversation on this podcast. No, I'm just, no, just, no, it's all right. It's all right. Shit. Nope. Sometimes they the culprits behind it. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, yo, it's excruciating. Absolutely. So if you got to go through pain and repercussions, that's equivalent of getting kicked in your nuts, brother Jay. Shit, I don't wish that on nobody, man. And there was one, there was one young lady who, um, her job was sponsoring her visa. Oh and yeah, so, she was on like an H one visa. Yeah, and so yeah, she has yeah. she has sixty days to find full time employment that would sponsor her. Damn. Um, and so I read that post and I'm like, wow, this is this is really disheartening, and it's it's happening by the score, bro. It's not like two hundred people nationwide from one company. It's like eleven thousand. Yeah, yeah. And one of my friends was like, yeah, they're doing this now he was like there's no end in sight because we're not even really in the recession yet this is well see the thing is i guess like people say we're not in the recession but eggs <laughs> is goddamn ten dollars ten dollars for 18 before a dozen and a half well, man. Some, someone said the reason why there was a farmer that said the reason why the eggs are high is something was happening and the chickens got sick and so the supply went down, even though the demand was still high. Ah, ah. We so we in an egg drought because of like the bird flu or some shit. Some, some I'm, not, I, I'm not saying that that's that's what it is, but I don't know if there was any truth to that. But when they told me, I was like, oh, all right. But at the end of the day, it was similar to like when the gas went up. Like I still needed gas, so I just had to buy the eggs. Like I just, but I can bro, complain. eggs, eggs should not be goddamn seven dollars a guy. I'm mean, seven dollars for a dozen, though, man. The same way gas shouldn't be seven dollars a gallon. I've, I'm with you, but at the end of the day, I was like, do you want the eggs or not? That's what I told God, somebody. Damn, man, he was in the store. Oh, she was like, Lord. I just can't believe it. I was like, well, you can stare at these eggs as long as you want. The price ain't gonna drop. So you either Damn. you either pick up a carton, or you just keep it moving. Hey man, that 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 uh that I wouldn't say three for fifteen because that ain't really a deal. But I probably say like four four for fifteen, man. Put them joints in a little ziploc bag. Four for fifteen, man. Shit, man. I'm I'm Nino Brown in the hood at this point, man. Facts. Like four eggs for fifteen bucks. People are buying. A lot of stuff is increasing. Especially if it's like next door, you ain't got to go nowhere. It's like, oh, well, hell, man. Or they can't. I want a BLT. <laughs> Let me go holler at Kel. He got it on the low. <laughs> man, I ain't going to lie. I'm about to start bagging up these goddamn chicken embryos, boy. 
and, and, and go on go on Instagram, get me an OnlyFans page and say, look, man, I got it for the low. <laughs> Not an OnlyFans. All the eggs. <laughs> That's where we at right now, brother Jay. It's, between yeah. between eggs being like eight eight dollars for a dozen, man, and then you got the the floods out in California, man. That shit is sad and crazy, yep. but it's wild because like, yo, it was a drought. It was legit like a three year drought, and now it's flooded, and people still mad. Like I get it, you know, nobody wants a flood. But I'm like, damn, yo, how do you, how do you, how do you evaluate the, 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 the benefit and the reward behind that? Like, I give an example. I give an example to probably make it more real time. I had a friend on a group chat, and the friend goes, um, the friend goes, well, yeah, I had a hysterectomy, and so the baby factory is closed, right? And I was like, well. I said, real rap. I don't know how I'm supposed to respond to that because I hear a lot of women say, you know, the baby factory is closed. It's like, are congratulations in order? Or, you know, some things, women go through things, it might be a health thing or whatever, whatever. But it's like, yo, how do, how, how do you respond to that? Like, how do you, how, how do you respond to like the benefit of like some shit not being the way it's supposed to be? Mm. But it's more so like, all right, is it congratulations? Is it like, and she was like, no, nah, well, it's, it's congratulations for me. Because, you know, she has some other issues associated with it or whatever. But I look at it like the same thing. Like, yo, how do, how do you respond to like uh, things not aligning the way we perceive it, that it needs to be aligned in our mind? That's good. That's a good question. And I think. I think that depends, bro, and where you are in terms of your walk of life, right? And so um, you and I, we share a commonality. I think you were spring 99. Oh, in terms of, terms of Greek shit? Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Way before you, way before you. Bro, I was still in school. Like, <laughs> I, was, I was still in school. But um, I'm fall 05. But we have a commonality because... We've been in a situation to where we had to see the light and find the light in the darkest hour. The process made us do this, right? We had to figure it out. That's fair. Yeah, that's something fair. happened. Regardless of what the process was, you had to figure it figure out. Figure it out. Yeah, that's right. Right. And I think we've been programmed, if you will even though the situation is bad out of the night that covers me black as the pit from pole to pole, we had to figure it out. And we recognized that we could not, we couldn't keep staring in the darkness thinking that the light was going to come. We had to go to where the light was. And I think transferring that to like, even with everyday situations, like, yeah, they were in a drought, and so people were complaining about the drought, and rightfully so. However, the people that were complaining, there was nothing that they could do to end the drought. Yeah, right. Yeah. Nobody was getting on the ladder, climbing up on the cloud, and turning on the supply. Like, it was out of their control. And I think a lot of times we tend to complain about things that we don't have control over. 
and we focus our energy, our efforts, and our thoughts on things that we don't have control over. So in the flood situation, yes, two things can be true. You can be glad that there is now water so that the ground and the earth is no longer experiencing a drought. Mm -hmm. And you can be sad that because there is a lot of water. My car got taken away. That there's tragedy happened. Yeah. So two things can be true at once, right? Just because something is unfair doesn't mean it's untrue. I get, I get it. I get it now, man. Cause I, so I guess the comment, the comment that was made, I mean, granted she came back and was like, yo, it's good for, it's good for me in my situation. But it's like, yo, when, when women say that, it's like, you got, you, y'all, y'all, w- women are thinking at a, another level than men are in terms of their reproductive system and everything. So it's kind of like, yo, if somebody says the, the baby factory is closed, I know niggas, is, they, they'll jump for joy. <laughs> Well, I, and I think it's a case by case situation, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, well, I don't know. I don't it know. It could have been also that could have been her way of accepting the fact that it is closed, right? And so, outwardly saying it, maybe in a joking manner, it may be a coping skill. Like, fair. Maybe fair. she had a desire to have children, and now she can't. But she 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 had kids. Maybe you know she wanted saying? more, right? And so, like, Maybe. that's why I was saying it's a case by case situation. We don't really know what that means because, yes, it could be a good thing because health wise. Yeah, and that and that's that was my response. With like, I'm glad you're healthier, and you know, I'm glad and, and you, you are, are more in a better comfort. space. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's how I would have left it. Yeah, because I would have felt weird too. Like, oh, well, is this a celebratory? I wouldn't have asked. I'm like, oh, I don't well. know. I don't. But but see, you know, but that's me. I asked because I'm just like, all right. Well, I, I want to make sure that I oppose you in the space. And, that you, I mean, and, that's and acknowledge fair. you because I appreciate you sharing something like that with me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. And I think that's fair. I think, but going back, I think that's still a situational thing, right? Some yeah. men will be like, oh man, can't make no more kids. And they're saying that because eventually, like the little engine that could, I think I can, I think I can, self-fulfilling prophecy. The longer you say something, the more you start to believe it. That's fair, man. But goddamn, bro. Uh, I mean, if anything, I felt relieved for because shit, she my age. She might be a little older than me. So it's kind of like, man, shit. Ain't nobody trying to have no goddamn kids. You know, if you got kids or whatever, anybody trying to have no kids like in their late 40s, they mid 40s, late 40s, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit, I Unless you Janet Jackson, you know, you 50 years old and you have a baby and you get a billion dollars and you know, you ain't really got to, you ain't really got to do the good child rearing thing. You just got to show up Because you got people smile. to do that shit. Yeah, you just got to show up and smile. Hey. Hey. But and go yeah, on I tour. It, but I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's all in where you are in terms of your walker life, right? Like if the health benefits outweigh, right? Like the side effects. Right. Yeah. Depending on who you are, it could be a good thing. Even if the health benefits outweigh the side effects, you could still be devastated that, like she said, the factory is closed. I think I think many people haven't really been operating in the space where they utilize the conjunction and we've been mm-hmm. trained to utilize the conjunction or. Yeah. It's chocolate or vanilla. It's sweet or sour. Can't be both. It's hot or cold. Yeah. It's like, mm, it can be both. 
right? Because, I mean, I kind of get it, though, bro. Like, for real, for real. And, you know, this might be TMI for our listeners and, and maybe even for you, Brother Jay. But yeah. I, I'm going to throw it out there. That's fair. I, I kind of, you know, I'm 42 years old, man. I'll be 43 this year. You know, I had my son. And I ain't really trying to have no more kids, man. Because the one kid I had, it's been tough. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that if you were in a different situation that that would change? Nah, man, because this this the ill thing, right? I was 15 years older than my sister. So like I've been through I I've been through the parenting thing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I've been through it twice. I I'm gonna claim that. <laughs> and even and even with my brother now, my brother is 15 years younger than me too, and I consider him a peer, but a lot of the conversations that we have it's almost like a, a, a parent slash mentor kind of thing. That's yeah. just like, that's the nature of it, right? Because of the age the, the age gap. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm like, well, shit, man. You know, should I get a vasectomy? I ain't trying to, you know, I ain't trying to have no more kids for real, for real. You know, and but but I would I could I could kind of see it like, oh well, yeah, I got snipped, so yeah, it's a celebration. <laughs> But at the same time, like if but if if I had like some medical shit going on and I had to get snipped for a medical reason, I don't know if I would probably I likely probably wouldn't have that same approach because it would be more like remorse and grief yeah. behind it. I, I had a friend um share with me they had a medical procedure done and it required um the removal of the possibility of being pregnant. Mm-hmm. And we were having a conversation. And she said, it's not that I was thinking about it, but the fact that the decision was already made for me made it tough to accept. Gotcha. Like, A and B has to happen, and as a result, C is going to happen. She was like, well, shit. If I change my mind, like, I don't want I don't want any kids now, but say I get into a different situation and... Then I start to say, oh, my mind has now changed, but I can't. If I go through with this, for health reasons, I can't. And so the decision was made for them. I think they're slowly, this has been a couple years, I think they're slowly to the point now where they have accepted it is what it is, Mm -hmm. but there's still this thing, like, I didn't have a say in this. Like, I didn't say, oh, I don't. Want to Which let's do A and you, B and C. It, it would make you feel a, a different kind of way yeah. if, if you didn't have a say. Yeah. yeah. And she was like, I'm yeah. grateful that my health will be greatly impacted by this decision, but it's I don't have a say in this. Like, That's real. If I want to live, I have to have A and B. And in order to get A and B, C has to happen. I can't just get A. I can't just get B. I have to get A and B, which results in C. Yeah. And so it's still to the point where, hey, the factory is closed, but it's like, damn, the factory is closed. And On so- the flip side, when you look at my father, my father, right? My father had three, three, three sons, three different women. And he was like, yeah, well, I got snipped. I was like, well, nigga, you should have. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, my dad, man, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, it's like, all right, well, I, I get it. You probably, you, you, you's a nigga that probably needed to go that route. You know what I'm saying? So I guess it would be celebratory because, like, all right, you could continue to be, 
I don't know. Is that being responsible? Is that being responsible? I guess it's being responsible. I guess it's being responsible. What you think? So a couple things. Yeah. I don't know. It, it could be a sign of being responsible if you know you have poor judgment and poor decision making, like unhealthy behavior. If you're going to engage ah, in unhealthy behavior and right. you know you're going to continue to uh, engage in unhealthy behavior, so you're like, yeah. you know what, I'm just going to get snipped. Yeah. But you're not going to stop the unhealthy behavior. Eh. Yeah, like, like it, d- does that count? I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of like... <laughs> Um, I'm not gonna shoot it. I'm gonna sniff it. Yeah. Right. It's like. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Well, I'm not shooting anymore. I'm not like shooting. Like, there's no needle yeah. holes in my arm, but it's like, yeah. but you're still ingesting it. Yeah. Yeah. You're still you're still engaging going, I mean, in the unhealthy behavior. Yeah. 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 Even if there's an extra level of precaution, right? There's still, but you're still putting others at risk. So child. Right, the the snipping stops the population, but it doesn't stop the other side. <laughs> the of bullshit, like, <laughs> the shit you can't get rid of, the gift that keeps on giving. Right, you facts, facts. So there's facts. a lot of things that could be a result or a product of that unhealthy behavior. So, is that a responsible I decision? I, I don't know. It depends it? on who you ask. I'm looking totality wise, like. Yes, and <laughs> because I don't think it's just a, oh, well, I got this so I can still bang, bang, bang. Right. So let's be smart and make healthy decisions around that. And then I could see this as being responsible. And see, my healthy decision is my responsible decision because I know, like, I'm not, it's not going to be a good look for me if I'm an old dad, man. Yeah. Ain't no coming back from that, B. <laughs> That's fair. But listen, you may find somebody that changes your mind. No, changes ain't nobody gonna change heart. my mind, brother Jay. No, 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 no. I'm scarred. I'm scarred. And nope. I love my son. I love, I love my son. It, it hey man. It 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 took a lot <laughs> for me. Brother Jay, it took a lot. It took a lot for me to have my son and just see him grow up and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I love I love my son, you know, but at the same time, bro. I ain't trying to live. I ain't trying to live that life. I ain't about that life for like the next, the, the next 15, 20 years. Summers, of my life. The next 15, 20 summers. Next, yeah. 15 summers, man. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. No, I ain't. I ain't so, I, so me, me per se, I'm like, hey, I'll get snipped. I think it'd be best. I'm talking this shit out loud, by the way, brother Jay. So, you know, don't, don't, don't feel no way about it, but I figure I, this is a safe space. Safe space, brother. Uh, you know, I, I tend to stay in the middle when people are thinking out loud and processing. Yeah, man, you know. Just so, because I, I don't want to agree with you, and then you do it, and then you like, man, you said that was a good idea. Oh no, I, no, 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 no. This is this is a personal decision. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to influence. <laughs> no, nah, this is a personal way. decision, man. Because I'll be straight up with you, man. I'll be forty three in November, man. Let. And I ain't gonna say God forbid, because I don't know what God because if God ordained it, then mm-hmm. you know it can't be forbidden. But I'm just saying, like, bruh, it ain't gonna be a good look. <laughs> it ain't gonna be a good look for Kev <laughs> if I got a fucking 17-year-old. 
fucking 17 year old and a goddamn two year old. I'm gonna be a miserable motherfucker, man. I'm in the prime of my goddamn life. People probably will look at you like, bro, what was They gonna you look think? at me like I'm crazy. They gonna look at me like, yo, B, what's mm-hmm. like, yo, you like, word? That's what you about? People, people ain't gonna have no sympathy for you, brother Jay. They but, gonna look at you. You know, stranger, funny. stranger things have happened. That's true, man. But I don't want it. I don't want Stranger Things happen on my watch, man. Yeah. I'll I'll stream that shit. Ain't it a show called Stranger Things? Y- you know, I've never seen that. I've never seen it too, man. But I'd rather get the subscription to whatever platform <laughs> it's on. It might be. It may be on Netflix. I, I don't think know. it is. Yeah, I gotta get on net. I gotta get back on Netflix because uh, they got the Eddie Murphy, uh, the Eddie Murphy movie, You People, with my man from uh, Super Bad. And Lauren London mm. and Nia Long on Netflix. I think it come out end you know, of the month. You know, I love Nia Long. And I love me some Nia Long. Did you watch man. the Best Man Final Chapters? Man, I watched the Best Man Final Chapters, bruh. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. I actually enjoyed it, but it was scary because I have lived <laughs> a lot of the situations that they have. Should you ex- be saying that- this on the podcast? Huh? Should you be saying this on the podcast? It's okay. It's okay. all right. I all mean, right. the shit. It's, it's statue shit. of limitations. Be- <laughs> yeah, the best, the best man, the best man. Damn, final chapters. I mean, shit. The the dope thing about it for me was the fact that I grew up with the franchise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, I saw the first best man when I was in like my early early twenties, and then to see them kind of progress and the different experiences and things that took place in the series. I'm like, damn, like that's life. Yeah. I think, and I think that's what was good for me. Um, I smiled while I was watching it. Right. I enjoyed seeing um, this group of friends evolve throughout all of the best men uh, works of art. And so, it was your paper versus your paper versus your purpose, right? Or you trying to find meaning by being just out in the world with a lot of different people and it's not bringing you fulfillment. And the next thing you know, you kind of sitting in the room looking at yourself in the mirror and you don't like what you see. Yeah. And it was real, bro. I, it was stuff that was relatable. Yes, 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 yes. It was very relatable. Um, so yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. It's probably something I'd watch once or twice more. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna I'm watch it again too. But I think the next the next setup, man, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it with my with my lady, and I'm gonna watch it from the standpoint of like uh, I'm gonna watch all of them. I'm gonna watch like the first one, the Best Man Holiday, mm-hmm. then watch the series. Cause I, I I I enjoyed it, man. It was nostalgia. It was, um, it gave me the opportunity to reminisce. Yeah. And then I mean, real rap. Like I grew up. I grew up with Morris Chestnut. That was Ricky and Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Neil Long was in Boys in the Hood. Yeah. I grew up with these characters. I mean, Tay Diggs was kind of. I adopted Tay Diggs, but it was like, <laughs> yo, he was. You was you was you was with Angela Davis helping her get her groove back. So I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a grandfather. You win. Yeah. <laughs> goddamn, goddamn, Sanan Lathan, man, that's loving basketball right there. And brown sugar. And brown sugar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
And even they don't Regina, make movies like that anymore. They don't even make Regina TV. Hall, man. Yeah. I love Regina Hall. Fine. Like I, I just love her from the first time, the first Best Man when she was Candy. Yeah. Mm. Candy. So I, I grew up on the characters, and it, and then man, shit, Terrence Howard, man. You know, I'm trying to just not look at him like DJ from <laughs> Hustling Flow. <laughs> So it was nostalgia for me, but I, I enjoyed it. I really did. I really did, man. They don't make I, I, they don't make movies or TV like that anymore, and I think nah. that's why that's that's what I really appreciated it. Right? It took me back, like you said, nostalgia to the '90s, where like there were a lot of movies that was about black life. Like we could see ourselves in works of art. Like it was. I mean, yes, there are, don't get me wrong, there are movies that are about black life now, but it's like, the 90s was its own, it was like the Harlem Renaissance, bro, <laughs> like it was, bro, it was the a, early, the early 90s in, in particular, you know, whether or not you looked at, if it was House Party with the Hutland Brothers, yeah. if it was Juice, if it was New Jack City, if it was Boys in the Hood, Class Act. If class act, yeah. if it was if it was menace to society, if it was love Jones, if it was loving basketball, if 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 it was uh what's the what's the other joint? Hold on, don't get me wrong. Cause um what's my girl that was in uh Best Man Final Chapters that's married to uh light skinned brother? Um Boris Kojo, what's his wife's name? Oh, Nikki um Nikki Parker, or um, what? No, shit, I can't remember. Uh, but you know, but she played, she played Terrence Howard, the, the 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 woman that she was that he was gonna marry at first in the joint. What's her name, man? Um, she fine. Can't remember her name though. Know. Nicole Ari Parker. Nicole Ari Parker, and so she was in. Um, wasn't she in like uh like a rendition of like the Soul Food series? I think I think like she was. she was Vanessa's William Vanessa Williams from the from the movie. Yeah, she was like her character in the TV show. Yeah, on my on my bucking. I think so. I, she was in. The, I think she was in the Soul Food series. But but at any rate, all of these characters like were extensions of like the era that I kind of came of age in. Mm-hmm. And so I think I I enjoyed the series off of that. But it but it it makes you it makes you. Um, really think about not necessarily your mortality but the fact that yo man a lot of times we are uh we are old too soon mm. you know what i mean and I, I just think it i think like when you when you when you talk about or discuss stuff that's happening today like for example that's religion, right? And I'm at an age now where a lot of my friends and associates and colleagues or whatever, they have experienced certain things in life that has driven them to a level of, uh, I won't say religion, I say spirituality or a level of awareness or what I like to deem as a as an empath and a light worker, uh, an awakening, mm-hmm. right? An awakening typically will force you to um, 
a religion that you're going to practice or even a God that you want to serve. You know what I'm saying? Like you, something happened in your life where there was a level of awakening, awakening that happened that contributed to your awareness that maybe motivated you to, to subscribe to one doctrine or another, you know, and it's wild because a lot of, a lot of young, a lot of young black men are, are dying and they ain't dying to like gun violence. Yeah. They're not dying to like, you know, you getting you getting a beef on the street or they're not dying because they was they was in the drug game. They're dying from we 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 dying from heart attacks. We dying from like diabetes. We dying from stress. We dying from like a lot of stuff that the like, you know, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, they not putting that shit on the TV. We we dying from hell. We dying from not being able to articulate or express our emotions. Mm-hmm. And so then, when you when you kind of think about the concept of spirituality, however you define it, I just think the last three years have really provided us with uh, an awakening where people have lost loved ones or people have just been forced to change their way of thinking to create like this level of awareness, you know what I'm saying? And it, at least for me, it's been um, enlightening to me because I think my, my awakening happened way before 2020. I didn't know that that's what it was called though. Right. And so my question, my question for today's show, brother Jay, like what sparks religion, what sparks spirituality when it comes to black men because you know we interpret it in different ways mm-hmm. right you know you got some brothers that came up in in the baptist church you got some brothers that came up in the nation of islam you got some brothers that are are, are uh, black jews that seems to be a popular topic of discussion of the day about who's who's the real jew i don't yeah. i don't know <laughs> i just know like for me my awakening in terms of my own spirituality has really happened out of circumstances that um, were not ideal. And I think forced me to figure out my place in the world. So it wasn't, it wasn't like this luxury. It was like something that had to have happened in order for me to be where I am now, like lessons. I think I think we're all given several opportunities to take advantage of like a spiritual awakening. And I think it happens for different people, different stages. Some people accidentally run into it and they see the light like that. Sometimes it tackles you. And it's in your face and you have no choice but to see it. And then sometimes I think. I think of a few of uh, some of my friends in college. Um, Their awakening happened in segments. They were exposed. And then it left. Then they got in a second exposure to it, wherever they were, and they continued 
They never forgot the first exposure or the second exposure, but it didn't matriculate into anything. And then I think something happened that forced them to go or pull from the things that happened in the first exposure experience, tie it to something that happened in the second so that they can make it out of the third. And I think that's real. That's when they realize, ah, mm, this whole time, like I kind of been running from this thing, but had I just openly accepted it, I could have been in a different space. I don't, I don't think, I don't think individuals are ever expecting to have one. I think we just go along life's journey. Even, even individuals who, you know, like you and I, we were raised in the church. Yeah. Yeah. And it it, it was kind of like based on the family that you came from and where you were born. What church you went to, even if and, you didn't want to go. Yeah. Even, even if you didn't want to go. And it's strange, it's strange for me because like with my family, at least on my mother's side of the family, it was pretty much the Baptist church, even though like my, my, my immediate family, I wouldn't necessarily say we were like church. We went to church, but it wasn't like we in that joint every Sunday. Yeah. But when we went, you know, my you grandfather, made, yeah, my grandfather made sure that he got me there in time to go to Bible study uh and before before the main main thing yeah and then even when i was going to church with my mother you know she still made i get maybe maybe it was like inherited parenting yeah because she made sure i got there for bible study and i'm just like yo i'm in, I'm in this joint with grown people i'm like 13 man i got nothing in common with y'all <laughs> And I think like, it's, yeah, John John so loved the world that he he gave it uh, for for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And I think like it's, John three sixteen, like that was like the first scripture that I ever remembered, right? But I was in the, I was in a class with like grown folks when yeah. I was like 13, 14. <laughs> and I, but I think it's you know when you think how history and traditions are passed down, like it's cultural. Yeah. Every, it's like language. Yeah, and even individuals like I laugh because I say every family got a drunk, right? Every family got that drunk cousin. Most or, families got that drunk. Yeah, that's not, that, that, most families. You got at least that got that's, one. That's a fact. That's a fact. Right, and and I told someone I was like, even the drunk knows that they got to go to church. They know where their foundation is, right? On Mother's Day, Christmas. No, no matter how. Yeah. Much Definitely they out there to... playing with the devil, as the old folks used to say. Like, if Big Mama say we all going to church as a family, they gonna come, they gonna be clean, and everyone's gonna be impressed. And Uncle gonna hold it together until benediction. Then after that, Uncle gonna reveal who he really is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And everyone just knows to go on, and life is going to continue as normal. But I think it's that framework that people don't escape from. The the challenge for me was, you know, brought up in the church, um, attended different churches with different denominations and seeing different traditions and what have you, was coming to terms that religion does not always mean spirituality. 
Facts. And I had to learn it the hard way. And I think it was tough, right? It was tough for me, especially, especially once I went to college and started taking like religion classes. And I started to engage beyond the surface with individuals that practice different religions and were from different cultures that had different religions and thinking about what they did religiously within their cultures with the different religions. Right. And I started to say, Oh, two things can be true at once. Right. Like indeed. Right. Like I pray you pray. I can't tell you that you're praying to the person who you're praying to is wrong. You can't tell me who I'm praying to is wrong because it's about relationship. And then when you grow older and you add more knowledge and experience, life experiences, you soon find out that we are all on the same road, but we are just using different languages to refer to the things that we are referring to. I'll add, I'll add something to that to what you just said, brother Jay, because you said when you have a level of a, uh, of knowledge, mm-hmm. But KRS One, I watched it. I watched the video on YouTube, um, and KRS KRS One was talking about how um, hip hop is becoming a form of spirituality mm. by way of how hip hop kind of was the rose that grew from concrete, mm. and. Poor, poor black people identified with hip hop because it was anti-establishment. Uh, depressed and repressed people started to subscribe to, um, you know, break dancing as a form of expression, MCing as a form of expression, mm-hmm. DJing as a form of expression. Um, graffiti art as a form of expression to legit create a tapestry of what their soul and spirits were going through at that particular time. And it was, it was, it was, it was intriguing to me the way he, the way he framed it because he basically attached hip hop to a level of like metaphysical spirituality. Right. And he was talking about, you know, when you when you think about the concept or context of words in America, it's all, all of the words and how we communicate and our level of understanding essentially comes from the English language. Yeah. However, as you and I both know, Brother Jay, our ancestry goes well, well beyond well past the English language or the existence of the English language or the existence of Christianity mm-hmm. or the, even the existence of, of Islam or Judaism. You know, when you talk about Judaism, I think Judaism is what, 3,000 years old, 3,500 years old. Christianity is 2,000 years old. Islam is depending on the, the um, how you practice Islam. Yeah. It's, it might be 1500 years old or it might be 7,000 years old, but even, even still it's beyond that. Mm-hmm. Right. And the words that we use to 
um, create a level of understanding also impacts kind of like how we identify with religion or how we identify with spirituality. And so does it make it right or wrong? Because it, it, it's wild. You hear a lot of people now, I think people say, well, you know, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. But people can't even define what does you being spiritual really mean? Because I, 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 would, I would subscribe to kind of the same mantra, like I'm not religious, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious because I feel like if you adopt or subscribe to one religion or the other, we are creating a disconnect. Mm -hmm. But me being spiritual, spiritual, I believe that there's one source and the great I am is the great I am. But depending on, to your point, where you were birthed in the world, what part of the country you're in or what part of the globe you're on, that is um, indicative of what you subscribe to. Yeah. And that alone tells me like, yo, people believe what they want to believe and people fight over this. <laughs> people get mad over this. People like really come to blows over this. And at the end of the day, somebody's going to be wrong. If like, if, if you say, well, you know, Christianity is the only way. Mm -hmm. All right. You can subscribe to that, but yo, there's a chance you might be wrong. <laughs> if there's an equal, if they're, if they're like more Jews than Christians. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't, I, I don't know, but I use that as like a very elementary example, but it's kind of like, yo, I believe that it's one source and I believe that everybody interprets said source God in their own mechanisms or ways. But I believe like the one God is the one source of energy and light. And so people talk about the universe and then people talk about Jesus or people talk about Muhammad, you know, who was a prophet, who was a son of God, blah, blah, blah. I think we come from one source and depending on when you were born, where you were born, how you were born, that dictates what you subscribe to. But I also think like it, it gives you a barrier because for me, if we all come from one source, and we're all made in God's image. Real rap. Most religions will tell you we are made in God's image. Mm -hmm. So at the at the at the at the pure foundation, if they say God is love, we were made in God's image. Then I think most religions have more in common than we have in our differences. But that's like a subscription that I have adopted in my own way through my own journey because I do believe like yo we're more alike than we are different and the the constructs in the infrastructure of religion creates that level of separation that we have but when you think about most black men we go through the same journey because we're trying to figure out like where where 
our place is in this world, what our purpose is in this world, and really like the things that we adopt and the things that we um, kind of take on, is that really our purpose? We don't even know. Mm. Like who's the who's the who's the god who's the god of Massa Musa? Who's who's the god of the Zulu nation? Who's the god of you know you 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 grew up in a Methodist church in Kansas? Whose god is right? Whose god is wrong? Yeah. And I really, I really feel like as black men, man, we get like stuck in the middle sometimes. And I think that's what made the nation of Islam so powerful because it helped to create the sense of one identity and purpose for the black man. It was definitely a source of empowerment, not saying that the other religions did not. And so when I studied just the history and the works of the nation of Islam, you, you can see like there was, there was discipline and that ran over into family functioning and that ran over into community empowerment and that ran over into black economics and that ran over to black identity Right. And so you can see why and how individuals who were in search of something got connected to the nation. I will also say that it's it's really tough to Think about to consider, research, read, learn, or experience other things than what you are taught if you don't have exposure to it. One. Two. That, that goes back to the awareness piece. Yeah. Yeah. And two, if it's forbidden. And I remember having a conversation with one of my friend's parents and he was, we were talking about friends and people within our networks that are different than us. And he said he remembered growing up that he couldn't be friends with um, a little boy up the street because his father was in the nation of Islam. Oh, wow. He said, my parents, like, they forbidden me to engage with this individual. He's like, and we were friends. He didn't do nothing to me. I didn't do nothing to him. We played together. Like, we were, like, best friends. And I didn't understand why my parents were being so mean and not allowing us to engage with one another. And then when he grew older, he found out that it was because his friend's parents were within the nation. And the, his parents were afraid that he would teach or he would get some exposure to the teachings of the nation of Islam. 
and that would deter them away from Christianity. That's that's I mean it's that's unfortunate. But it happened all over the place, okay? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's a, but but that but I but I I've I've gone through similar experiences yeah. even in my own community, you know, like so you know, on my mother's side of my family, it was pretty much Baptist church early on. My father's side of the family, you know, Jehovah Witness. Yeah. Right. And I had to like do reconciling with, with myself. Like, you know, especially when me and my father were estranged. And I'm just like, yo, I ain't messing with none of y'all Jehovah Witness. Cause if if he a Jehovah Witness, then y'all ain't about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> right. But at the same time, like I had na- next door neighbors in the neighborhood I grew up in that were Jehovah Witness. Mm-hmm. Played with their kids. Like it was like we were we were we were a community. Yeah. Right. And even now I have aunties that will send me Jehovah Witness uh scriptures or things on on the watchtower or things on the website or what have you. And I had to check myself at a point to say, you know what, yo, y'all stop putting this stuff on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know God, I know, but, but it, but, but I had to kind of reframe it because it's like, yo, the fact that they think enough of me, to want me to be right, regardless of whatever, whatever they subscribe to, they want me to be right and be covered and experienced. Like that comes from a place of love. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I think people kind of get get that misconstrued when people get on the spiritual path or religious path, and maybe they're trying to bring people in X, Y, and Z. Come, come on, bro. You know how we do, man. Like word, like yo, you in church every day. <laughs> You at the temple every day. You at the mosque every day. Be like, yo, every day. Like, yo, come on, man. It's, it's life out here. Yeah. But, but the fact of the matter is, I think we have been um, programmed to to not see those specific transactions from a place of like love or like responsibility. You know, because I, I I look at I look at witnesses out. Um, canvassing and things on a Saturday morning. I look at it the same way as my nation brothers out selling incense and oils and the final call and bean pies. Yeah. I look at it the same thing. Like the 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 concept of spirituality and the God that has covered them. They they see something in me. They want me to have the same experience. Like that's yeah. love. Yeah. That ain't hate, you know what I'm saying? That ain't hate. That ain't like I'm trying to get on your nerve, even though we make jokes and things like that. But at the same time, I kind of look at it like, yo, everybody love in a different way. Everybody got different love languages, man. So why wouldn't religion be the same thing? Your love language is is Buddhism. And I think that... You're a Hindu. That's your love language. It's okay. And I think that's that's the thing, right? That's the thing where especially within the black community, you do something that's against what you were taught. Oh, all hell going to break loose, man. You know it. You breaking up the family. You know, this ain't what big mama would have wanted. Like the guilt will come. And it's like, I never said I was leaving the church. Yeah. I said, I'm seeking a more spiritual relationship. But then 
the more you are exposed and educated and you get to know people, you get to see that a lot of the individuals who were like going to church religiously were just going to church religiously. Man, they were just going to church because they were creatures of habit. That's it. Right, they there was going no... to church. They was going to church because somebody told them, and you know, and I, I'm not letting anybody off the hook. But they were going to church because somebody told them if they didn't go to church, you was going to hell. Yeah. So what you want? What you gonna do? Or somebody's somebody's grandmama said on her dying bed, just make sure you go to church. Yeah. And so that's why I'm still going 39 years later, right? And so you hear all of these stories, and we hear all this thing, but it's once you start to have a moment of reflection inwardly and you start to recognize that this religion thing is just a set of rules, but it's about relationship. And then you start to see individuals who have been forcing you to behave a certain way, do a certain thing. And like I told someone, I said, if I based what you said and what I saw you do as the true and pure representation of Christianity, I would run far from it. Because mm-hmm. you're telling me one thing, but I'm seeing you do everything that I'm learning about on Sunday morning that we shouldn't be doing. And I told or, some... Or, or people you will use that against you because they'll say, well, you know, you don't... You you're a babe in Christ. You don't have the relationship yeah. that I have. Yeah, you, you know, ain't been through. I'm, you ain't been through it. No, you got to keep on living. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> but bro. And then when you get older, you was like, oh, you were straggling the fence. You wasn't ready yeah. to fully commit into something, yeah. right? Like, you was trying to be out in the like what? You was trying to dance with the uh, de- trying dance to, with the devil under the pale moonlight. Yeah, like you was you was doing too much, right? It's like, yo, you you can't sleep with the devil and expect God to pay the rent. Like you got to figure this thing out. Hello. You got to figure this thing out. And I started having conversations with people who were trying to tell me how I should be spiritually or what I should be doing in terms of church and my relationship. And then I started to hit them with the uno reverse. Let me ask you about your relationship. Let me ask you about what you're doing in the church, right? Do you know why this is done or do you just do it every Sunday because that's what everyone's supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Like, are you just repeating this or do you really know this? And then it was detached from those individuals and just focus on my relationship yeah. in terms of who I know God to be in my life and what that relationship looks like. Cause some people use God for clout, B. Oh, absolutely. I'm just, I'm just keep it a buck. <laughs> a lot of people use God for clout. B. Yeah. I done had many cases where somebody say the Holy Spirit told me this, or told me that, and it been like, nah, you told yourself that. <laughs> and you just want to make it sound good. Yeah. Well, God yeah. told me to tell you. I said, oh, no, yeah. and I no, always, no, 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 no. <laughs> I was I was standing by one of my spiritual advisors. I said, God also has my number. So if it was anything he wanted to know, wanted to tell me, he would have called me personally. Oh, he would have called me up, knocked on my door. Yeah. 
He was not, and and he should answer. Well, how do you know I'm not the messenger he sent? How do you know he? How do you know I'm not the messenger he sent? I said because you got a lot of self in this. Yeah, you 3D baby. You, you got 3D. A, you got a lot of self in this, right? It's this is you 3D. This you got a lot of self and emotion. If this was really something you were told to tell me, you would have told me, and not tried to get in my business. See, yeah, Hello. The, you you doing too much. Now I know it's about self and not my about God, salvation. My God, my God, my God goes beyond time and space. Yeah. My God is the Alpha and the Omega. My God is omnipotent, man. Yeah. That means that my God is everywhere. Yeah. My God, my God is neither man nor woman. Yeah. Because we were all made in God's image. Yo, you can't put you can't put a you can't put a description on God. Yeah. Paul couldn't even see God, bro. Yeah. It was he was blinded. The light was so bright. They say Jesus is the one is is the one true light from God. So we talking about a concept that is greater than like the bullshit <laughs> that we try to put on each other. Yeah. And we, and we, and we label it religion or we label it spirituality. Well, it's easy to la- label as religion, right? Because yeah. religion has rules. And because I now say this is religion or you can't do that because X, Y, Z, like I'm putting you in bounds. Yeah. And I, and I always ask, why are you trying to put me in bounds when God is boundless? Hello. Like, why are you trying to make me do this and only operate here? But you, you just heard the sermon where he says the cattle on a thousand hills, including the hills all belong to. So if I'm called to be a representation of, it's not just in this space, right? Like, cause if I'm made in his image, I'm made, I'm made, I'm made in, I'm made in, I'm made in God's image anywhere I go. Yeah. Yeah, like I just, and then, and then this conversation goes so many ways because I think about how individuals our age have left the church and there has been a return um, and a renewing of the concept of church, right? Church is looking different than what our grandmothers did back in the day. And parents, right? It's different. It's different than what their grandparents and parents did. And so there has been a return to the practicing part, but the concept has changed, right? Like gone are the days where it's like, Oh, you gotta be in church. You gotta do this. Like you gotta be here six days a week. And it was like, the pastor ain't going to be here six days a week. Like, no, yeah, no, nah, man, he, he, oh, he put that joint on YouTube for a reason. Yeah, he like, put that joint on YouTube for a reason. We, if I'm here every day of the week, how am I supposed to go out and spread the good news? Like it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't, he's True. not, he's not going to give us extra hours just because we was in church on all day on Sunday. Like nah, I nah, eventually nah, got to nah, be nah. able to get exposure to the people who, as um, my mentor would always say, we got to get the loss to the cross, right? I got to get to the, where they are. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I have to be able to put into practice the things that I'm learning and I have to be able to fall down. I have to be able to learn about the fall and learn what caused me to fall so that I won't fall again. But a lot of times you, especially within the black community, we try to prevent people from falling and that takes away from the lesson that God is teaching. Right. 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 And so then when the lesson gets repeated because they didn't get to thoroughly learn it for themselves, they constantly keep going down this spiral and life keeps hitting them harder and harder each time because somebody wanted to come in and play God. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's what it, I think that's what it really comes down to, you know? Um, and the wild part is, you know, it's beef. It's like, it's real, real beef. Like in the middle East, man, the Gaza strip, like it's, it's, it's real beef. That's going back thousands and thousands of years, bro. But it's, it's wild because like people say, we're the God of Abraham. Mm-hmm. Well, if Abraham produced Ishmael and Isaac, but it's still the God of Abraham. Yeah. Then who's right or wrong, bro? And I think when you, when you look at it from a religious standpoint, like, Somebody got to be wrong. When you look at it from a spirituality standpoint, I told someone, you praying five times a day is no different than this person that just prays once. Nope. It's all about relationship. I don't care how many times you do it, right? I don't care how long you do it. Even something that I tell my, my couples in relationship coaching, strength don't, I mean, length don't mean strength, right? And so... Just because you've been doing it for twenty some years don't doesn't mean that that's right, or that you're a more stronger or devout follower just, of. Just because you've been connected for twenty years don't mean when the rubber got to hit the road and and the fire turned up a little bit gonna mean that y'all gonna stay there. Well, it doesn't even mean you've been connected. Exposure doesn't mean connection, right? Fact. Connection requires action. Yeah. Right. Like you got to establish the connection. Right. And so you can be close to the sun and still not get the light from the sun. Hell, you could be close to the sun and you be Icarus. Yeah. Your damn wings gone. Gone. So, yeah, you I ain't know you ain't you ain't know how powerful you ain't know how powerful the universe was. <laughs> and, and I think it's all about. This this moment of exploration and awakening. I can't tell you when yours is going to be. You can't tell me when uh, mine is going to be. You can't even tell me if it's going to be like a one episode or is this going to be like a season four? Fast. What you can say is that I think we all experience it one way or another. And then I think there's a decision that we have to make when we experience it. Um, and it's up to us to nurture that relationship with the, uh, the center of our spiritual connection facts man i mean like i get i get when people say you know well, you know, the vibe is off or you know your energy you know and they're about energy i don't think people understand what they really mean when they make those comments or statements though vibe, like it's, it's bigger energy, it's bigger spirit, whatever Yo. it is just trust it yeah, exactly. Just trust it. Because it's it's all it's all energy. Yeah. It's all energy. Yeah. And it's coming because we are all spirits. Yeah. Like the real rap, man, like this world we in, this shit is temporary, yeah. B. We was here before this and we're gonna be here after this. Donald Lawrence has a song that says we aren't natural beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual. Uh, beings living this natural experience and we're we're in human form yeah and even if even if you look at jesus man jesus 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 could say this is finished because jesus jesus was out of his out of his body jesus jesus knew the body was temporary yeah 
Jesus knew the body, the body was sullied. Yeah. Jesus knew like the body, the body won't really work for down. So you could do whatever you could do here because my spirit is eternal. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know, man, like that's my level of awakening, you know, and I, I don't know how we got on this subject, but I really do feel, you know, with the turn of the new year, like people try to get in their own little lane. They try to get in their lanes about, you know, what you're going to do, what you're going to stand on. And I don't know, man, I think people throw around, throw around religion and spirituality like it's like it's something to play with. Yeah, I just I encourage people. Spirituality is a journey that you have to take by yourself. That's real. You you got to take it by yourself, right? I remember uh my grandmother once said she was like I can't get you into heaven. Mm-mm. And I never understood that, right? As I heard her we'll say it all the time and somebody will say something, yeah, cuz she goes, "Oh, I can't get you into heaven." And as I became older and more uh, spiritually aware, I recognized like that just because my mother believes doesn't mean that I got a reserve seat in heaven. Oh, just because they pray for you. Don't mean you don't have to pray for yourself. Yeah. Like this, it's personal. I have to engage in this relationship regardless of the religion. Right. Right. Regardless of what religion you practice, you have to do it for yourself. Right. This this spiritual journey that people um, hear about, like this is something that you got to move your feet on. Right. You got to you have to do. And it it requires a lot of inward work. It's not no I say a prayer in the morning, I say a prayer at night and um, I'm kind to people. It's more than that. Because when you are engaging in this spiritual journey, recognize that there's going to be spiritual warfare. And this this ain't no cakewalk, right? Like nah, man. you I remember somebody was like, Yeah, I got baptized now. Life's gonna be easier. I was like, <laughs> You just made a public declaration of declaration of your faith. It's going to get harder. Yeah, regardless of what you subscribe to and regardless of um, you know, your doctrine that you, that you've ad- ad- adopted and adapted to. Nah, man, that just means like, yo, people coming at you. Yeah. So I get it, man. I don't know, man, but I, I feel like this year I want to, I want to be more connected with my, my own spirit. You know what I mean? I want to be more connected with the source because I know I'm here for a reason. I know I got a purpose. And my purpose need to be ex- executed while I'm here. Absolutely. Like, that's what I feel. You know, that's kind of like in the, the affirmations I've been saying and stuff, man. You know, as empaths, as light workers that we are. Yeah. You know, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to really lean into, lean into the fact that, you know, I'm a direct result of the father of lights that produces perfect and good gifts. Yes, sir. The father of lights. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? So like, is you know, he who is greater than in me is greater than what's out in the world. Like I, I believe, I believe that because that's what's kept sustained me. But like you said, that's about relationship. You know, and so man, I don't know, man. This year, I just hope everybody gets the opportunity to have a have a a spiritual walk of substance. 
regardless of what you subscribe to, man, because I ain't gonna lie, man, people out this joint selling wolf tickets, bro. <laughs> <laughs> scary. It's scary, brother Jay. It's scary, man. It's a lot happening. It's scary, man. I'm I'm trying to figure out how I can lie on my resume and lie about my education to get me a seat on the United States Congress, United States House of Representatives, man. You hear about the, hear about the boy in New York, man, lied on everything and got elected. And now he don't want to step down. He got caught in his lie. Spirit ain't right, man. Spirit ain't right, bro. Trying to be better than that. <laughs> Unless you can get away with it. That's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> For now. Trying to be better than that, bro. Get Trying away to be with better it for than now. But yeah, it'll, right. It'll eventually come up. That's real. That's real, man. That's real. Well, brother Jay, it's it's been a good time um philosophizing with you, man. It just you know, we 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 trying to give people a different approach of what we usually talking about, man. You know, yeah, we we we, oh, we God's children too. I'm I'm half heathen sometimes, but I'm still God's child. You can't you can't judge me. God only God can judge me. Shout out to Tupac. On that note, man, you've just witnessed another edition of the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEV, that's RLJ, and we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution. Where evolution is revolution. Until next time. Let your light shine, man. Be like. Be like.